copyrighted program created by Rio Grande. Attention, please, all cars. Attention, all cars. Broadcast 210. The guy's going to take prison. The subject is a male American, five feet, 11 inches. Weighs about 170 pounds. This man escaped from an officer while en route to Los Angeles. He's got to be hiding in the Hatcher Mountains. If he's in danger, that's all. I know you will all agree that a shop foreman who does not give his men the right kind of tools to work with has no right to complain if they turn out faulty, imperfect work. Likewise, you are the boss of your car, and if you provided with an interior or average gasoline, you've no one to blame for an inefficient motor but yourself. But how it with Rio Grande cracked gasoline, and you have every right to expect, and you will get the same faster getaway, steadier, stirring acceleration, longer mileage, greater reserve power, and maximum speed, which the drivers of police cars and other emergency equipment get by always filling up with Rio Grande cracked gasoline. Because they demand all of these essential qualities, the officials of 30 leading cities and counties specify Rio Grande cracks as the gasoline used exclusively to power their emergency public service cars. Be a good boss. Give your car the best gasoline there is to work with. Drop in at the red and white station of your friendly Rio Grande dealer tomorrow morning and give your car the means of delivering police car performance by taking aboard a tank full of Rio Grande tracks, the most highly recommended gasoline in the West. He again takes pleasure in presenting Chief James E. Davis of the Los Angeles Police Department. Chief Davis. Good evening, friends. There seems to be a general, though erroneous, idea that so-called society crooks are of a higher type of criminal. This is not true. It is, of course, the foregone conclusion that any person is going to fail at any game outside the law. He may get by it for months or even years, but eventually he is going to wind up behind bars. That is certain. But there are not many criminals who will admit this. Fully 50% of the society crook's intake goes for transportation and hotel bills. He must keep on the move continuously. Then there are the usual rounds of the nightclubs and parties, where the crook must pose as a big shot. Show me a man who has spent a lifetime outside the law, and I'll show you a man who will die a pauper. I am not moralizing in making this statement. It is a fact. The story which you will hear tonight definitely shows that crime does not pay. In a hotel in downtown Los Angeles, a man and a woman are dancing. Oh, you're a pretty good dancer. How'd you learn? Oh, I've been around. You're not so bad yourself. Huh. You live here in a hotel? Mm-hmm. You've been here long? About a week. You know many people? Not many. Where are you from? Brenda. Are you married? Mm. At present. What do you mean at present? Well, I'm thinking of not going back. I see. 
Would you like a drink? Oh, I, I don't mind. Should we go up to my room? Yeah. Oh, I see. Old-fashioned girl. No, I'm not. Okay, forget it. I prove I'm not old-fashioned. Let's go up to my room. Let's go. I always have trouble getting this key in. Let me try. Oh, there you are. Oh, thanks. Now for our little drink. Right here. I always have a full class with me. Oh, uh, I'll call for some ice and seltzer water. Okay. Hey, is this a picture of your husband? Over there? Oh, yes. Um, room service, please. Can you send up some ice and seltzer to 309? Hey, he's not a bad-looking hombre. Got a disposition like a bear. I don't see how he could have with you, huh? Maybe. <laughs> but I'm not wrong. Mm, that's my good luck. Think so? Sure, I do. Come here. Hey, wait a minute. You're a fast worker, aren't you? Why, well, those valuable time. Take it easy. <laughs> I don't even know your name yet. Is that necessary? Well, I might get tired of saying, hey, you. You won't have to call me. I won't be far. <clears throat> sure of yourself, aren't you? I have to be. Oh, uh, yes? Room service. Just a minute. No, you won't have to. Sure they can mess up this and that will be all. Thanks. Well, I said that will be all. Yes, ma'am. What's the matter with that boy? How should I know? Come on, let's drink. They win. Uh, 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 when? You felt it? Yeah, here you are. Here's to it. To us. Come on, sit down. Here. Oh, Jesus. That's the type. Can't take it, eh? We'll see. It's a nice ring, you're wearing. Oh, engagement. Good looking wife. Yeah, anniversary. That's except the old man back a pretty penny. Oh, he can stand it. He's got plenty. You love him? Um, little. Love me? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Let's have another drink. Okay. Okay. Here's to you. To you. Now we're getting somewhere. Lizzie? Look, you always does that to me. You know what to do about that, don't you? Sure. Good night. Good night? Yes. Good night. Oh, good night.
A few nights later, in another hotel in the downtown district. Oh, oh I beg your pardon. I didn't see you standing there. Oh, that's all right. I should have been watching more carefully. Do you always watch carefully? I don't believe I understand you. Well, that's my mistake. Do you mind if I join you in your walk? You see, I'm a stranger here, and well, you know how it is. Yes, I, I do. However, I'm not taking a walk. I was just going to have a cocktail before I went to my room. Well, so was I. Will you allow me? I shouldn't, but I will. Well, thank you. I think the hotel has a bar. Oh, don't you stop here? Uh, yes, I, I just registered. I have a room on the eighth floor. How odd. My room's on the eighth floor. Well, you'll have to get better acquainted. Yes, we will. Here we are. Yes, sir. What's the old? What the beach? Old-fashioned. Make my mistake. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, that's a beautiful room you have on. Engagement? Yes. Isn't it? Uh-huh. You sound rather happy about it. I am. That's well. I haven't been so lucky along that line. Here you are. Thank you, sir. That's all. Well, cheer up. You're young yet. Maybe I can make something out of that. Go. Salute. Well, should we go up now? Yeah. Think it out. You know, I've been losing too much sleep, Libby. You better watch yourself. You'll be losing that boy's figure. Yeah. Probably get circles on my own. <laughs> up. Okay. Hey. Nice weather you're having. Now, that has all the earmarks of a bored young woman's way of closing a conversation. Nothing of the sort. I do think the weather's nice. Maybe it is a fact. I haven't noticed. Have you looked here long? Well, no. As a matter of fact, I just came to town. Oh, then I'll probably see you around occasionally. Very probably. If you let me be soon. I'll consider it. Hey, please. My room's right around the corner. Well, good night. Oh, I'll see you safely tucked in. Tucked in? Well, uh, he's inside the door. <laughs> That's better. Get inside. What's the meaning of this? Right down. Give me that spot. Well, I'll do nothing but say. Oh, yes, you will. Get over there, you little crap. Now, give me that ring. Don't take away from me. I'll just take this walk first. Now that ring. Ah! You little fool, you want everybody in the joint up here? Yes. Help, help, help. Oh, you asked for it, sister. Hey, let's go there. Oh, you're trying to tear my Later, the bruised and battered girl recovered consciousness. Sobbing with hysteria, she dragged her way to the telephone, summoned the hotel manager. That horrified official called the police, and Detective J. E. Morris of the robbery squad, working alone, responded to the call. No, 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 Miss Martin, now try to calm yourself and tell me what happened. Well, I met this man downstairs. I was coming around the corner in the lobby, and he bumped into me. I didn't think anything of it at the time. He probably delivered. So we went in and had a drink at the barn. He said he lived on this floor. Uh, had you mentioned your floor before he said that? No, I don't think I did. Uh, then what did you do? Oh, well, we came up in the elevator together and he said something about touching me and... Make any other proposition? No, I resented his attitude, though. He seemed defensive. Then I unlocked the door. When I did, he opened the door and shoved me into the room. I said something to him and he stretched me. Then he asked me for my ring. Did you give it to him? Nobody. He caught hold of my wrist and jerked my watch off. Then he pulled the ring off. I screamed for help and he started beating me. Tore mm, so your finger up quite a bit, didn't you? Yeah. You'd better get to a doctor and have that fixed up. Now then, Miss Martin, can you give me a description of this man? Oh, yes, sir. 
Oh, I just thought of something. Oh, okay. When he hit me the first time, I sort of fell to one side and I grabbed his, his coat pocket. The breast pocket. It had a card in it. When I tore the pocket, I held on to the card. He grabbed part of it away from me, but, but here's the other piece. Yeah, I see that a moment. Uh, F-E-R. Evidently the last part of a name. Have any idea what this man's name was? No, I never saw him before. F E R. That might be anything from a firm name to, to an action. F E R. I want my ring back. I don't care about anything else. I just want the ring back. Back at headquarters, Morris begins the interminable task of trying to find the man whose surname ends with the letters F E R. Hour after weary hour, he pours over record cards of arrests in similar cases, always hoping against hope that he'll find a name ending in F. Batlin, Bars, Batson, Alton, Hagen, Farset, Avison, Farset. Day after day, he returned to the house, but each time he stayed to the room was sleepless. 
Then, one day, almost a week after his first break, she made a final trip to the room. I'm tired of telling you again, but I'd like to lift that room over again. All right. <laughs> I shouldn't think it's crazy, though. Maybe, sir. I got a hunch I've overlooked something in that room. All right. My name. Look at it till you're blind if you want to. You know what I like about you is your spirit of cooperation. Yep, I thought so. <laughs> well, why don't you start looking? The only way that means is you're about to work. Oh, just sit here for a minute. He's a dead bug. Sit down for Yeah, this thing doesn't make sense. There's bound to be something of me. No bird ever pulled a set of deals like this without leaving something. Wonder what I've missed. And there's bound to be a woman in there somewhere, too. Oh, that's a piece of paper sticking out of a baseboard. <laughs> Just a piece of paper. I'll take a look at this one. Oh, a piece of envelope. Oh, some numbers. Six, nine, four, five. Six, nine, four, five. I've got it. That's a telephone number. I've got Mr. Schaefer right where I want him. Back to headquarters, Greg's detective Morris is bringing a fire with plans for the capture. Suddenly he began calling the number 6945, using every possible Los Angeles exchange. 6945. Uh, Mr. Stacey, then. Uh, never mind. Oh, hello, uh, Charlie Schaefer there. Okay. Yeah. Oh, hello, uh, I want Charlie Schaefer. Yeah. Oh, my. Just weary hour after hour, modest dial, telephone numbers all to no avail. Schaefer is not known in Los Angeles. Then, in desperation, Morris takes the number and goes to the office of Special Investigator Claude Peterson of the telephone company. Well, Claude, I've got a number here. I know it's a phone number. I've tried every exchange in Los Angeles. Now I want to take you a long distance call and see if we can find out where that number is. You haven't by any chance lost your mind, have you? <laughs> I don't know. I'm beginning to wonder. And just the same, I want to check those calls. How far back do you want to go? Six months, if necessary. Okay. Let's get out the fire room and get at it. <laughs> Yes, I'm willing to go through a lot for the police department, but this is too much. Oh, come on now. Let's look at just a few more cards. Just as long as you want to. I'm quitting. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. What now? Take a look at that. Well, I'm a dirty name. 6945, Medford, Oregon. 2270, Oregon Place. Well, can you apply that? I think I can. Right to the coattail of Charlie Jason. <laughs> Chief of Police, Medford, Oregon. Please go to 2270 Oregon Place and arrest and hold Charles B. Schaefer. This man's wanted for robbery by the Los Angeles Police. Notify Morris. Robbery is in. Forty-five minutes later, 
Morris, Robert, LACD, have child safer in custody, found in the address given by you, a vowel disposition. Master Mopper said Officer Morris, armed with the expedition for Charles B. Taper. In Medford, however, he meets the delay. Then one day at the railway station in Medford. I tell you, Morris, you're foolish to try to make this trip as good as you are. Yeah, yeah I've been here three weeks now. I'm going to get this bird back for trial. But what if something happens to you? You won't be able to defend yourself or do anything if you decided to get tough. Now keep an eye on him. Yes, but you've already spent two days in the hospital. You're not well enough to be up now. Oh, Joker. The doctor gave me a prescription to take with me. I'll be on. Okay, have it your own way. Okay, I'll be seeing you sometime. Oh, Morris. Let me know if you need any help. Through the Oregon countryside, said the train bearing Morris and his prisoners. Mile after mile, flying like fugitive shadows past the compartment windows. Then, back in Medford, a frantic telephone shouts an alarm in the home of chief of police. Yes? What's all the excitement? Morris? Good Lord, man, do you realize what this might mean? Well, stay where you are. I'll be right down. Back on the train, Officer Morris, having taken the tablets according to the doctor's instructions, lies speaking in his berth. Above, handcuffed and manacled at the speaking officer below, a restless prisoner talking in his bed. Shelfer, silently to remove from a small truck a pair of flat nosed pliers. Carefully, he places them in the double side of the pair of handcuffs and sticks hard against the police hardened steel. Bit by bit, grinding his teeth with pain as the metal cuts into his flesh. Safer flies at the cuff. Little by little, he loosens the rivet that holds him prison. At last, his hands are free. Cautiously, he tries to tackle about his ankle. It is loose. Tearing with the flesh of the ankle with pain is forced down and off. Then, as the pale fingers of dawn push back the curtain of snow blanketed night, the train loaded up to the hatch to graze. Dropping suddenly to the corridor, Sosa makes his way to the view, opens the top door leading to the steps, and lets himself off into the snow. The sun at least, the train begins its downward flight as the fugitive takes stock of his surroundings. Our scene shifts now to the office of the sheriff of Kern County. Highway Patrolman William Snare reports for duty. Hi, Rebels. Anything going? Mm, uh, no, not much. Prisoner got away from the Los Angeles officers, went up to the head of the grave. Well, the boys over in Mojave found one of our stolen cars. That's about all. Mm, well, let's take a run over to Mojave and pick up the car. Got mm. a description of the prisoner? Yep, right here. Hmm. His record looks like a tough customer, doesn't it? They're all alike to me. Yeah, didn't he scared now? I'd shoot any of them. Well, better get started. Looks like he's lying with snow or anything. Keep your eyes here for any stray cars. We've had a lot of them stolen, I think. Regular epidemic. Yeah, look at the license number. Yeah, look at it on the way back. Okay. That's probably the one we're looking for. 
Joe, hmm? Take a look at that fellow up the road there. Yeah. Come over here a minute, fellow. Yeah? What are you doing out here at this time of the morning? Defend himself. At all events, 
Davis' crime failed to pay. Thank you, Chief Davis. Copyrighted program created by Rio Grande. San Bernardino Sheriff's Office calling all cars, attention all family. San Bernardino Sheriff's Cars about just 211, regarding a dead body in the desert near Langford, 